Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting across from me, E-Man Bates. So this is weird. I haven't been in front of a mic in like three <laughs> weeks, but yes, that's me, the PIP. <laughs> that is me, and we are back in the studio for episode 109. I uh, hope you guys had a good holiday, good time. We had a good time off. There you go. That, yeah, was, that was the rhyme right there. Yeah. Episode 109, I hope you had a good time. Hey, <laughs> bars without even knowing it at bars. That's right. <laughs> well, welcome back, everyone. Um, uh, yeah, as E-Man said, happy holidays to everybody. Um, that was a song to get us in a kind of a good, feel-good groove to start the podcast off. That is the new single out of the group Moonchild that I really like, um, featuring one of uh, you know the most powerhouse singers ever, Layla Hathaway. So uh, shout out to Moonchild because I love everything that you make. Um, but yeah, what's up, dude? How you been? Good, uh, good, good energy all around, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, good energy, good vibes all around. I agree. Uh, yeah, I was, holiday was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a lot of ups, a lot of downs. But you know what? On the other side of it, things are good, man. I'm, uh, that's I'm, good, I'm good, man. I got a new Xbox. That's I, awesome. Uh, for guys who don't know, I've been so anti iPhone for like <laughs> six, seven years. I finally made the switch. I have a Mac, if you guys don't know as well. So it was like made sense, I guess. But yeah, I, I'm loving my phone, bro. I saw that over. Uh, not to, to not that your phone isn't awesome, but something I saw that you did seemed a lot more awesome. I saw over the holidays you took your grandma to see uh, the Isley Brothers and. Fucking Gladys Knight. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, and I bought her a TV. She had a good holiday. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, how was the concert? Like, talk oh about it God. a little bit. All right, so <laughs> Gladys Knight is just so dope. <laughs> like, she is amazing. Like, voice is amazing. Her backup band was dope. Like, she had the pips with her. Yeah. Like, not the original ones, obviously. Yeah. But, like, dude, it was just everything was just really flow. Like, float perfectly. And then, as for the Isleys, the fact that Ernie Isley can just rip summertime, like, with his teeth (laughs) is just amazing to me. (laughs) And then Ron Isley is just still the silver fox god of of the world, bro. (laughs) That's a fact, dude. Yeah, it looked pretty awesome. It was amazing. Like, they went through, and I just keep forgetting, like, how much shit they did. Like, I mean, back in the day, like, even with they did they did do R. Kelly songs they did Contagious they oh, did, did stuff they, like yeah, that for sure. I mean they, Contagious they did, is a huge whatever, hit come yeah, on yeah, now for sure. <laughs> but but no I just can't like shout stuff like that like it's just insane to me like and just I was there to experience with my grandma who obviously you know she was there around the time mm-hmm. like this stuff was new yeah so it's just kind of cool like being with her like having that experience and stuff like that so I dude it was great it was a great time uh shout out to the Fox. It was it was it was a dope show, man. Yeah, and speaking of the Fox, another one. I don't think we've potted since we went to that. Um, and this is obviously before Omicron started going crazy again. But um, E-Man and I uh, saw Nas at the Fox Theater. It was actually Nas, uh, EPMD, Wale, and Royce the Five Nine. And Royce brought out you know T Three from Slum Village, and yo, it was. And crazy. he also <laughs> brought out Street Lord Wands. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so yeah, it was really tight. Um, Nas tore it up, uh, EPMD tore it up. Um, they they covered uh, "Shimmy Shimmy Ya" by Old Dirty Bastard because it happened to be on his birthday. The concert that shit was tight. Um, yeah, shout out to the Fox Theater. We had that, that little like area, that little like seating area we were in was kind of tight too. That little like. Like oh, our own little section. You know what almost. I do love about <laughs> that night? I went to go see the Isleys and Gladys Knight. I huh. just thought about it. So you could tell, like, it was a crazy night in that strip of Detroit. Like, for you guys who are listening to out of state, 
uh, on Woodward Ave, you have like the Fox Theater, then you have LCA, then you got the Fillmore, uh, like right on the same like strip, pretty much. So, oh, I was at the Fox with Isley's and uh, with the Isley's and Gladys Knight show. Over at LCA, they had uh, Little Baby and mm-hmm. Sada, it was like Little Baby, Sada Baby, Money Bag, Yo, uh, Shao Polo Frost, by the way, Ann Arbor Ipsy artist was on that bill too. Oh shit, nice. Uh, and then you had I forgot who it was, but 89X was doing like some like rock show at the Fillmore. Yeah, and then you could just tell. Like the demographic of who was going to what show that yeah, night. For real, <laughs> like, it was hilarious. amazing. Like, just the cl- from the clothes, from the like type of people. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're going to the Fillmore. They're go- oh, like, oh, these guys are like wearing like buffs and shit. They wearing like Balenciaga. So I'm like, all right, these guys are clearly going to LCA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Speaking of LCA, how hilarious was it? Shout out to the Day One fellas that are uh, you know Beats and Brews alum. You know how they do the ice cam at, uh, yep. at you saw OT on there, right? I, not only did I see that, <laughs> I saw that. So shout out to OT, by the way. I, that I got, chain is I, crazy. I got to see, His new chain is awesome. I got to see it in person. I actually I went to the strip club with them. Oh, nice. Like, uh, <laughs> new Year's Eve, actually. And like I stopped in there, I just uh, kicked it with them for a minute. It was cool. It's a whole different experience yeah. going with them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You feel like yeah. You're, shout out to Ed, by the important. way. He got my coat back. Technically, <laughs> I lost my ticket, and then I couldn't get in the coat check thing. And he had to talk to the coat check girl. <laughs> so I got. shout out to the day one guys for sure um but anyways before we get into these beers because i'm a little thirsty i want to get into this delicious looking beer that e-man brought for us but before we do that as we do on this podcast uh we have to celebrate some birthdays and then also say goodbye to the people that we lost and uh, you know we always like to start with the bad news and end on a good note so um we gotta unfortunately say goodbye to some really legendary people um and first of all that would be Mr. Sidney Portier, um, who, you know, is a very iconic black actor, you know, a filmmaker, director. Um, you know, he's done quite a bit of things, uh, ambassador. And I think he was, um, so he's Bohemian um, or from the Bahamas. That's how you say it, right? Bohemian? Would that be how it's pronounced? I don't think that's. <laughs> I think it, so. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. I think that's how it would be. But anyways, he was the first artist from the Bahamas to ever win an Academy Award. So I thought that was pretty cool too to note. And I mean his film credits is like it it goes on forever. I mean, he's been acting for a very long time. He's like one of the most iconic people ever. I must say, yeah, that's the Bohemian is part of the Czech Republic, fam. So how would you say how do you say how do you what do you how do you pronounce I was like the, that didn't sound right? How do you to me? pronounce like, the people of the Bahamas? I, uh, just Bahamian? I don't know. Bah- yeah, man. Bahamian? Well, I'm not gonna butcher it any longer. I, I apologize for anybody from the Bahamas there. <laughs> Barbados. No, no. not Barbados. <laughs> totally <know>. different area. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways, yeah. So um Sidney well, Portier, rest in peace. I mean, he was active in film from like I think the late forties. To you know, just probably about ten years ago is when he stopped acting. Um, but then also another icon. Bahamians, I was right. Bahamians, that's what I, that's kind of what I said, isn't it? No, you said Bohemians, which oh. is in the fucking Czech Republic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So and then another icon that we lost, um, actor Betty White, who has been even longer in the game. You know, she's been acting since the '30s, and you know she's. Super influential in um, not only um, as an actor, but as an activist. You know, she was, um, I saw a cool little story that back in the 50s, she had her own um, television show. It was like a talk time or a daytime television show. And she had a black dancer on. And at that time, they weren't putting black uh, entertainers on television. 
and you know she got a lot of slack for it and she just told him to deal with it and i think she eventually ended up losing her job because of it so um, i actually do remember hearing that story mm-hmm. yeah so that's uh, pretty cool betty too. white that's a she was the she was the oldest one of the golden girls too right uh, no, well, though I guess the mom would be. I forget what the mom's name. Well, was. I mean, like but, yeah, the four I, main those, ones. I think she was, yeah. but yeah, the, she's the only still. Uh, she was the only le- one left too. So yep. they have all passed away now. But um, and then also continuing in the train of legends, we had John Madden passed away, legendary football analyst. John Madden player, got a lot coach. of people, <laughs> got a lot of people, including myself, in the football. He also <laughs> For sure. caused a lot of, uh, ruined a lot of friendships, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, bad Madden games. Definitely yeah, oh yeah, a lot of friendships. Sure. <laughs> Definitely uh, got me feeling like I could def- I could coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> right now. <laughs> Generations <laughs> of his family will not have to work because of that video game. <laughs> like, they're, they're it's sad. insane. Like, he, he, like, got his own. Like, so it was, like, one of his old playbooks mm-hmm. that they're still used in the game. Yeah. It's, dude, it's cool. Like, shout out to, uh, yeah, shout out to all the Madden players out there, man. Yeah, and then lastly, we we couldn't remember if we covered it on the podcast prior to the break or not, but just so we cover our grounds, um, also rapper Young Dolph who passed away, who was shot in his Fucking hometown, sad, dude, buying like, cookies for yeah. his mother <laughs> at a cook at a cookie place he he was just promoting like a week before. I, know. I guess he like it's like one of his favorite spots, mm-hmm. and apparently it was like like so they arrested the dude, uh, like alleged killer. I guess he was hanging, he was part of like his group. Like he had like the chain on and everything like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what I'm because I'm be honest with you. I don't listen to I never, never listen to Young Dolph like that. So I, I don't really either, know like his fan base, like mm-hmm. what his group was called and stuff like that. But I guess he was a part of that collective. Yeah. So <laughs> be your own people, dog. It's, Dude, it's sad. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean that's that's a kind of a running a occurrence too. You know, because when you're out of town, you know people don't know you as Same well. Same thing happened with Nipsey, right? It was like some guy mm-hmm. that actually like was. Yeah. Used to be cool with them. People get killed in their hometowns, man. There's a lot of jealousy out there. You know what I'm saying? That's why um, it just sucks, like, when you get to that level and you can't even go back home sometimes. Because I know, like, I think, who was it? Uh, Chicago. I think, not Dirk. Who was it? Uh, G Herbo. Uh, They were, like, he did that interview with Ebro, and they were talking about that. Mm -hmm. He goes, like, dude, I can't, like, it just sucks. It's like, I can't. I really can't go back home, like, because of that fear of, like, some, you know, some jealousy or something like that. And on top of that, it's like you you can get rich enough to get yourself out, but the true wealth is getting your whole family out so they don't have to deal with the blowback of, yep. like, your shit, which yep. is crazy. That is a fact. Um, but, yeah, and with – oops, I didn't mean to do that. Um, but, yeah, with death, though, we also want to celebrate more life, um, and we got quite a list of birthdays as well to get to. Um we got David Bowie, we got Joan Baez, um, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, Dave Matthews, Michael Stipe from R.E.M., and Trombone Shorty. And to kick it off, we're going to go with a little bit of Bowie for you. Here's a little bit of Space Oddity from his very first album when he was like 19 years old. He would have been 75. Rest in peace to Bowie. Ziggy Stardust. A little Space Oddity. While we were at Ziggy's last night. That's true. (laughs) Ground control to Major Tom Ground control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on 
ground control to major taunts. Seven, six, commencing countdown. The song always reminds me of Flight of the Concords, too, because they do a little spoof, but it's fucking hilarious. Before that gets way into it, did this come out before Rocket Man? Way before. That's what I thought. All right. This came out in, I think, 67. Oh. It would be way before. Rocket Man? Didn't Rocket Man come out in the 80s? Didn't that song come out in the 80s? I don't know. While you're looking that up, check that real quick. Um, a song that means a lot to me because my good buddy Birch, who I just had a lot of 72. time with. 72? Yeah. Oh, wasn't that much later. You're right. Um, this song is important to me because my good buddy Birch, who was just in town, uh, did a pretty cool cover of this once. So here's a little Silver Dagger by Joan Baez, one of the best singer-songwriters ever. Don't sing love songs. You'll wake my mother. She's sleeping here, right by my side. And in her right hand, a silver dagger. She says that I can't be your bride. A little bit of zap for you. So good. This whole album, man. House is a holy. I'm jam this shit on the way home. Oops, didn't mean to do that. This little Dave Matthews band live at Central Park, Jimmy thing. Damn. This is a fucking phenomenal live album. Reminds me of my buddy Brad Marsh, too, who would have been 35 on Christmas Eve. Rest in peace, Marsh. Bigger, it's bigger than you. 
not least, New Orleans artist who I love, Trombone Jordy. On I put the wrong song on. That's Hurricane Season by Trombone Shorty. <laughs> and here, New Orleans, all up in his shit. about this IPA that you brought us today, bro. I'm actually, so not only do I want to go into the IPA itself, I actually really want to talk about the company uh, that I I'm just kind of got hip to recently. Uh, I want my IPA. I do, I love the artwork in this can, by the way. Like, <laughs> for you guys like that listening at home um, or watching on YouTube, I guess, at this point now. Uh, I want my IPA from Microphone Brewing. It has like the old M- old school MTV logo on it. It, dude, I I don't know what it is that it. I mean, that obviously attracted me to it. But this brewery, just by reading their description and stuff like that, kind of is like the epitome of like what we do. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to touch on them a lot more. So, yeah. uh, Microphone Brewing out in Elk Grove Village, uh, Illinois. Oh, yeah, no, so uh, Midwestern Chicago right, action. Pretty much. A little, right, right next door, right next yeah, right door. Yeah, right next door. Yeah. <laughs> Suburbs. <Yeah. laughs> All right, so uh, Microphone Brewing is a family-owned small craft brewery located in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Founded as a passion for home brewing, Mike and Lisa Palin started the concept of, brewing, of, of a brewery inspired by music out of their basement. In the beginning of 2015, Microphone Brewing... Uh, Oh, sorry. Microphone Brewing brewed and released its first commercial beer. That same year, Microphone Brewing was awarded Best New Brewery in Illinois by Rate Beer, as well as one of the best new breweries in the world by Beer Advocate Magazine, which mm. Beer Advocate is flipping huge for the beer community really? out there. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Uh, with music and flavor as their inspiration, Microphone Brewing continues to produce high-quality small batch beer, including everything from classic styles like this American IPA, uh, American indie IPA we're drinking with Mosaic and Citra. That's gonna be delicious in a second, as well as styles that push the boundaries of what craft beer can be. Microphone Brewing, craft beer inspired by music. A little bit of. This is what it reminded me of, because the labels, I want my IPA. I want my MTV. <laughs> Dog, they <laughs> have a beer called, okay, I just love like the names of their oh. beers. Sir Blends a lot. Sir Blends a lot? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Isn't it. Isn't there like an M&M one? Slim Hazy. Slim yeah, Hazy. That's, the other <laughs> one. that's actually, it was between this and the Slim Hazy, I'm like, this one. I, uh, my, my guy over at one of my stores, he was telling me, I'm like, I was going to get the Slim Hazy, you know, just because of the Detroit aspect yeah. of it, obviously, but he goes, yeah, this one's way better. For, dude, I'm, I'm about to make a bold statement right here. This gives Two-Hearted a run for its money. Good. This is really <laughs> fucking good. good. I mean, <laughs> like, this you is guys a really know, good IPA. Dude, I don't, I mean, we talked about it a while back, but you know, as, if you guys don't know, Bell sold to uh, Lion, who also owns, uh, what's that? A uh, fat tire. Oh, who fat tire? A so new Belgium. It, so how does yeah. that work? So it stays. It remains a Michigan company. It just has outside ownership now because it's still. Um, it's not a Michigan company anymore. But it's still based in Kalamazoo, right? They're, I mean, yeah, they still have the that. location. No, that's not changing. It's just a distributor 
and like the actual ownership has changed. So it's not an own. Yeah, it's not owned in Michigan anymore. Lion, I forgot. I think, I think they're based out of where New Belgium is. So that'll be, is that Asheville, North Carolina? I want to say. Oh, something around there. New Belgium is from North Carolina. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Why did I think that was a Michigan beer too? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, this is delicious, dude. This is like exactly the type of beer that I like to drink. Very citrusy. uh, Not very bitter either. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I say it's not really that bitter at all. It's really refreshing, actually. What was the oh seven point two five? Seven point two five. Oh man, that's a little bit more than uh, Bell's too. I think you're running running on some elephant juice money right there. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yeah, (laughs) elephant juice is another good one. Shout out to. Actually, that's something we're going to get into um, in a little bit here. We're going to run down. E-Man and I both jumped on um, IG Live over the holiday break to give our top ten. And we're going to do a little recap of that. And we included some of our favorite beers of last year. Um, but, yeah. Um, Colorado? Colorado. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, North Carolina? I did not know that. I yeah. thought it was Michigan though. So what the fuck do I know? Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> they're, you know, say they're not. They're not close together at all. Definitely not even close. Um, but anyways, yeah. So do you think we should get into? Let's see. Do I want to do the that next, or should we go with? I did want to talk a little bit about movies and TV since we have a nice big open hour today too. Um, but no, let's get into the top ten Dog, recap. I feel so do- stupid. I actually went to the New Belgium location in Denver. You did? Actually, I just thought <laughs> How about. How did you that. not remember I that? I just thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just shout out. I went, uh, my boy. Uh, you, You've been to Colorado shout- before? Yeah. When? Yeah, 2018. Oh shit! I yeah, shout that. out to uh, my boy Joe. Uh, Jill's, uh, you know Ron. Yeah, Ron Jill. Yes, like yeah. his uh, his Ron's. Wife's brother. Okay. So his brother in law. Yeah. Yeah, so I was hanging out with him. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he took me. <laughs> like, That's sweet. Dude, I'm so foreign to like the whole West Coast, dude. I don't, I've never dude, they have been, a, been anywhere. They have a, they have a seltzer bar and in uh, Arvada. Really? Yeah. Like yep, it's just like, all like, hmm. like it's kind of like a crab brewery, but like craft seltzers. Hmm. Yeah. Some of the seltzers are pretty. That one that you guys, uh, was that it? Was that, um, that was also, was it Ferndale or was it Eastern Market, the one that you had, the blue one? Oh, the blue raspberry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Eastern Market. Was that, that Eastern the, Market? Yeah, yeah that, that was a good one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, but yeah, I guess I think we want to get into. Well, actually, you know what? I guess first, because this one's going to be a little bit of a shorter conversation. We just wanted to say um, we are happy to say that the three men that killed Ahmad Aubrey uh, were convicted. And... Could throw some uh, claps and applauses in that bad boy. <laughs> we're, fuck them. We're working on sound effects, <laughs> like for real. Fuck them. Yeah, for real. Fuck them. And yeah, so I think I think two out of the three, the two that were actually involved, like actually in the shooting, not the one that like blocked them off, um, have life without a possibility. I want to throw so a quick shout good. out. Uh, I forgot the dude's name, but the guy who actually recorded that. I mean. The recorded like the thing like that because that was the main footage that everybody saw. Like well, that. he was one of the dudes though, wasn't he? Or no? no, he wasn't. He wasn't. The guy, the guy that actually recorded it. No, I thought it was off. I thought that they got um the cell was phone it? from one of the guys. I don't think that's. I don't think that's what. Happened. Yeah, who was recording that shit? That's like a good, that's a right, good question. We gotta go back. I'm gonna go back to that because I might have just said that too early. Guys. I, I don't think. I don't think so. I think somebody. Yeah, I guess you might be right. I think it was somebody wouldn't... that was like walking by or some shit. I never even noticed. Because Ahmad Arbery wasn't he like he was so he was, he was running jogging, and then yeah. he was jogging and then he saw like an abandoned house or not abandoned house. It was like a house under construction mm-hmm. that looked cool and they thought he was like robbing a place for some shit and that's they tried to be like 
That's without how they tried to yeah. justify it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really glad that because that one, honest to God, out of everything that happened over um that summer, which is now two years ago, holy shit. Um, like the summer of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor I mean, and Ahmaud Aubrey. That was the one that really, really, really was bothersome. I mean, they all are bothersome, but that one like really got to me because it's like you're just literally watching three guys chase down and try to kill a man. You know what I mean? Or you got uh, and then the complete opposite spectrum that dude that got away, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, that yeah. fucking piece of shit. Now he's like he a got fucking dropped s- off. To now fucking he's like a I don't even want to use shit. his name. Let's not even talk. Let's, he's not getting a, a mention of his name anymore on this podcast. I, I just wanted to bring it up for that because I think that happened while we were off too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it did. It did. But yeah, that'll um, be the first and last time we mention that name. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he's not like a celebrity it's, it's for the right wing. There, it's up there with the Rainbow Brights. <laughs> he's way worse than that piece of shit. Oh no, I mean I'm just saying that like as people we don't mm-hmm, mention. Yeah. The unmentionables, the Voldemorts, the Voldemorts of our <laughs> the, podcast. The, they who will not be named. <laughs> but now let's transition into some better news and some better things to talk about. And I kind of wanted to, um, as I was just alluding to, E-Man and I did our um, top ten on IG Live. Um, but if you didn't get a chance to see it, we kind of wanted to just recap it and kind of go over it with you um, before we got into the Something Old, Something New segment. Um and let me pull back up my list because I had it down here. Mine ready to go. Yep. And on my list, I actually want to say I forgot to mention Hiatus Coyote. And I want to throw that one in there. My, uh, oh, I did too, too, dude. I totally yeah, forgot about forgot that about too. I that one. I want to throw that in my. Uh, my honorable mention list, as well as everything else that was mentioned on IG Live. I am not running down the long list of uh, honorable mentions I had. Yeah, no, I, will, I, had a, I will, will run off the top ten, though, for you guys. I had a I'm ready too. to go if you are. Yeah, go ahead with yours while I'm pulling up my right. freaking list. So I'm just running this off real quick. I'm not going to really talk about any of them, but uh, starting from bottom up, I got Bo Jackson EP by Bodie James and Alchemist. Uh, Gangsta's Pain by Moneybag Yo. I got the Viagra Boys Welfare Jazz. Uh, Way to the World, Maxwell Cream, uh, Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan, King's Disease, uh, King's Disease 2 with Nas and Hit Boy. Uh, Sometimes I Might Be Introverted by Little Sim- or Introvert by Little Sims, uh, Gold Digger Sound by Leon Bridges, The Offseason by J. Cole, and my number one is Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler the Creator. That should not be a surprise to one person. Yep. Ever. Yep. <laughs> and I had for mine, um, I had at 10, Silk Sonic. Um, which is probably the one I listen to the most, but I put it at ten because, um, just because you know it's definitely a calling to like '70s soul music, and I built my list kind of off the most, the ten that I found the most creative because I always find it very hard to make a top ten list. Um, so yeah, I did that at number ten. I had Rosenberg's "Real Late" at number nine. I had uh, Baby Keem's "The Melodic Blue" at number eight. Um, I had. Who did I have next? Oh, I had Her at number seven. I had Nas and Hit Boy at number six. Um, James Blake at number five. And then to round up the top ones, I had um, Tyler the Creator at number four. I had Parkett Courts at number three. Little Sims at number two. And King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard at number one. Um, and then, yeah, we had a ton of my honorable mentions. We forgot a bunch of them, you know. And there's albums that came out later in the year that I'm now listening to. We wanted to shout out some of our favorite local guys, too. Um, Jaws That Bite just dropped a really cool LP um, a couple of weeks, or probably a couple of weeks ago now. Um, 
We were really proud of Nappy Devi's project Cloud this year. 13, baby. We were really proud of um, Shinsky and Deontay Visible's project, Canvas to Canvas. Uh, Danny Darling. Danny Darling's project. Yep. And shout out to Danny Darling. So Danny Darling had a really hard year, and we can talk about it because she's public about it now. She di- got diagnosed with MS this year, and, you know, she took some time off, you know, to, you know, find her, kind of figure out her situation, you know, get her health right and, um, kind of some self-discovery type stuff and yeah. she just announced on her instagram that she is going to be back to music and she I is saw her in the studio with taylor bro oh, you did? i saw her in the studio with taylor oh, yeah she was, i saw about the, that i didn't know a, that no i wasn't there i just oh. saw the video oh, of it oh, oh, <laughs> I wasn't oh, there. Oh, oh, oh yeah 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 i saw that she's got a show i think february 12th maybe she's got a show coming up i'm, I'm gonna get that date right i'll look it up yeah shout out to taylor green bro Shout out to Taylor. Shout out to, to Dane, Dane, Dane Darling. Darling. Like, heart goes out to you. We want, you know, we want the best. We really want you on the show, too. Also, another there, thing. And real quick. Hold on. We all, well, Mirage, dude. On fucking the Big Sean oh, halftime yeah. show. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> Mirage. Holy shit. Yeah, we forgot, we forgot to talk about that. Uh, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, Mirage was uh, violining for Big Sean at... Uh, at what was Luke, that for? Was that for Christmas? Field. Was it that was Christmas for, game? Was that... No, Thanksgiving. Yeah, th- Thanksgiving that? game. It was the Thanksgiving We've game. We've had podcasts after that, and we didn't talk about that. We forgot that. to mention it, <laughs> We've we? had podcasts after I that. I think we did. Yeah, so shout out to Mirage. She, uh, you know, as, she's, she's, as you heard her on our show, you heard her playing or singing, but she also is a very accomplished violinist and um, got to be in the halftime performance with Big Sean at the Lions game, and she was all over TV and everything looking awesome and very proud of you. And then real um, quick, because I didn't miss an album. I haven't listened to this yet, but we just saw him last night. Uh, Dre Daff. Dre Daff. Actually dropped uh, the Top Gun album. So, Shout out to Flight yeah. Team. Shout out to Ziggy's for having Shout the first. Shout out to Brad Spliff, by the way. Yeah, we love <laughs> Brad. Oh, dude, I, I got a sweet. That set go was watch, fucking dope. Go find me on my uh, Instagram, Neil B, uh, <laughs> BBPOV underscore. I forgot my new one uh, already. But, yeah, I, I got a little video of Brad on there rapping. He's really dope, dude. He's, like, really fucking no, dope. And I told him, and I actually we were outside, we were chilling. It was uh, it was me. I was outside. Like, Dre Dav and his wife were out there, and then Brad Spliff came out, and I like talked to him. I'm like, dude, I want you on the Yamakon bill this year because mm-hmm. you you fit in perfect. And I was like, I told him like it's not necessarily nerdcore, but his productions are like very video game influenced. Yeah, like he had the Yoshi production. He had like a bunch of like a, it was like a with a Sonic. He had a bunch. It's like a bunch of like video game stuff. I'm like, dude, you fit in perfectly. I know you don't want to be called nerdcore. And it's not necessarily you don't necessarily do nerdcore, but it's very like nerdcore influenced. He's very witty with yeah. his rhymes. Yeah, like I think his wordplay yeah. is really fucking interesting, and I really enjoyed his set a lot. Um, shout out all the flight team guys. Um, but then also I wanted to say shout out to Ziggy's because you know Omnicron's Dave. going crazy right now, and it was the the only venue I've ever gone to. Where literally everybody in the bitch was masked up. The whole building. It was awesome. I love that I go in there and then every time I see Dave, it's just genuine love. Like he literally just gave up, gave me a big hug. Mm-hmm. He goes like, "Dude, I I'm so glad to see you. Like we, I, I need to fuck with you more." Yeah. Actually. You but can yeah, tell that he does it for the genuine love of music, and you know, like he, you could tell he's just enjoying himself. I was just sitting in there watching him. You know, he's in there watching all the bands, and you know, I was really thinking about that last night too. I really enjoy. I'm um, an open mic night because you get to see people that are just starting in their craft 
kind of like risk. flourish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take a risk and really put themselves out there. Like, and it, it, Ziggy's is always, and I can speak from personal experiences because I've had many a shows at Ziggy's. Mm-hmm. And it's Your record like, release party for Be Careful, my, Be Safe. Be Careful, Be Safe. My release party was at Ziggy's. I've done the 734 Saturdays, which we went to last yep. night. I've done that before at Ziggy's. I've done other shows at Ziggy's. Like, it's always a great time, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just like to have that hub for like the Ipsy Ann Arbor scene who's like slowly, like it was really, really on growing. the rise right now. Like, I mean, we saw like hip like Polo Frost and it's just popping off right now. Yep. Uh, to have that hub is just outstanding because like Ipsy needs something like that because there's mm-hmm. a lot of talent out there. And Dave has something, and I know he knows this, has something just unique and different and beautiful on his hands with yep. that. Like it is a great place for artists to start off. It's kind of like how, it kind of reminds me of how like the Bullfrog was like, like early, like Did that place closed. Yeah, Bullfrog yeah. has been done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I was at the last show at the Bullfrog, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like that feel. It's like kind of like the up and coming, or like a CBGB almost. It's like the CBGB yeah. of like this area. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, it's I just like, like that. all these people like that come in like. I feel like you Detroit never needs know an open mic night up. spot. You know what I mean? Like a, there a, is, there's places, but yeah, but we haven't not found like, like a good one. I ha- like yeah, a, it's like not. A one where there's like the not a Ziggy's right, of you know? Detroit. Yeah. Let's put it that way. We need, we need there's some not, shit. Maybe that's what we need like, to do. With the our Ziggy's of Detroit would have <laughs> been Bullfrog, but that's you know Redford. Beats and Brews Bar, bro. Let's talk about it. Make our own open mic night. That would be so tight, man. I would live for that. Just run a bar, watch performers, new new artists make music. Oh man, that would be perfect for me <laughs> but anyways and, um, oh, and we have, by the way people. we have every intention of getting dave on this show by the way yeah i definitely yeah, want to interview I, him I, yeah we we mentioned it the bug is in his ear we want to get him in here definitely um another what was some other ones that we want to mention oh yeah dame crawford and sin or sin oh, crawford yeah, but, and dame uh, williams black. i did talk about uh, that williams. on the live stream too oh, i did that on the live stream uh shout out dame black has actually been back in the studio by the way and i i, I me and sin actually talked pretty regularly like maybe like a week or like every other week or so like we talk just like keep in touch and stuff like that shout out to them that bob just the story of bob williams is insane by the way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this dude strong. was fucking crackhead that like was working for, for nasa. nasa right, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's kind of crazy oh uh, man uh, and then also we definitely we've said we've said it on um our social medias but we want to publicly say it on this forum too we want to thank Craig Washington, man. Uh, shout out to Top Notch Clothing Brand, Lifestyle Brand. I, I should really say. I can't say enough Craig good words enough, for him, dude. He's, for everything, he's, like, he's, he's um really promoted the shit out of us and really um, you know, showed us real love and you know we felt that and it's showing in the numbers. Our SoundCloud shit is going crazy right now because of him, and uh, we just want to say thank you, bro. Yeah, like it was, it's just crazy. And looking at that, like, is insane to me because. We've we've had I mean we're at, uh, this is episode one hundred nine now. There are episodes even like in the past like weeks where it was just like all right we get like maybe like a hundred fifty seventy ninety plays whatever the fuck it may be. Check that shit. It was like at twenty k at one point twenty three thousand. <laughs> it was like no, nah, it's like I think it's like two now, but like it's just insane to me. Like, dude, I, this guy is riding for us, man. And that's, that's, yep, for I love sure. It. I absolutely and, love and we're it. gonna ride for him, man. So every like, go check out Top Notch Clothing Brand. They got a lot of cool shit. It's Detroit. It's black I, owned. I own some shit from Top Notch. I'm gonna buy more shit from Top Notch. Literally yeah. everything that you could possibly want: luggage, sunglasses, fucking. That dude is everything. Um, that dude is 
insane. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to Craig. He's an insanely like humble dude. I love him. And Craig, and he's a fucking West Sider. That's right. And Craig, if you want to, <laughs> anytime you want to come on the fucking podcast, promote anything, bro, you uh, have a home here, dude. We will always rock with you. But anyways, so that is um, a little bit of the recap. There was a ton of honorable mentions. If you want, actually, I should say, if you want like a fuller breakdown on those top ten, because we just kind of rattled them off. Go to the Beats and Brews, Beats just, and Brews Pod Instagram account. And I'll just post watch a list. Videos. I think we should just post a list of like our honorable mentions. Actually, like, you know what I'll do? Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll put together a playlist of E Man and I's fucking um, top like some of the songs off of our top albums and put it out for you guys. And you can you know you can hit me up. I can make shit on Title, Apple, or Spotify. So yep. ho- holler at me and I'll send you do a that. playlist. I'll put the, I'm gonna put my list probably on the uh, the Beats and Brews website too. Like just yeah, that way yeah. you can just look totally. at it and shit like that too. So yeah. <laughs> Go to, uh, rattle off that website one time while we're at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beatsandbrewspod.com, baby. That's all. It's very Beatsandbrewspod.com. That's right. Beatsandbrewspod.com. So if you're always kind of like <laughs> sick of like, oh, man, you know, there's so many different like places that house things, go to Beatsandbrewspod.com, and that's got all of our shit there. You know, video footage. You got every podcast we've ever done on there, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's got all of it. And we've got a link tree in our bios that'll send you there, too. Yeah, that, too. <laughs> Okay, let's get into something old, something new, bro, because we've been off a minute, and I want to talk some music. Um, uh, are we just going to spend the whole episode on the weekend? Basically so, because <laughs> it's like basically the only new shit that's dropped. Uh, right. um, I, just, I just wanted to make sure. For, at least for All something right. for something, um, for something new, we will definitely spend that. Whole, whole, whole something new segment on the weekend. But we are going to start it with something old. Maybe man. a little bit of gunner. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts on that type of shit here in yeah. a minute. But anyways, let's kick it off with something old. I can't remember who started, so I'm just going to start it Go if that's it, cool with you. Um, usually, I feel like over the last whole 2021, I was digging deep in uh, like far back for my something olds. You know, I was going 60s, 70s type shit for a lot of it. And this one, I'm actually not digging too far back, and there's a reason why I've picked this here, and that would be um, the 2016 al- collaborative album out of Producer Knowledge and Anderson Pack, and that would be the band is called No Worries, and the album is Yes Loud, Yes Loud. Um, but yeah, man, I really I, the reason I picked this is because I just read that they're working on a new album for this year, and. Anderson coming off of the success of, you know, making an album with Bruno Mars is probably going to gain them a lot more traction. It is literally, I mean, this, this new, there's no worries. I actually like this better than I like um, Silk Sonic, quite honestly, because it's more of the wheelhouse of Anderson Pack and the beats that I like that Knowledge makes um, are just so smooth, man. I want to hear Currency on a, on a, a Knowledge album. I think that would be sweet. They, maybe they have before. I should probably look that up. But anyways, um, it's really cool because the album plays like a beat tape. Like, it sounds like you're listening to, like, a knowledge beat tape with just, like, Anderson Pack like, thrown on it. And, like, I don't know, it just works really, really well together. Um, let me pull up a little bit. There's of mad point. music that we missed the past three weeks. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into it. Yeah, we're, we're I, I we we, we that, got like, time. I forgot so. about Rick Ross. I forgot oh, yeah. about Nas Magic. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, we, we got, got time. We, got we, got, we definitely we got, got time. We got time today, as Moneybag Yo would say. <laughs> that, that is a fact. Um, I'm going to play you guys a little bit of this so you can hear what I'm talking about. Which one do I want to play? Like This is really big. Scared Morning so good. Oh, I hate when this happens to me. I don't know what I want to play. Um, 
let's go with like this because I just love that song. Kind of sexual. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This is my favorite. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don't want your heart. Don't want your love. Uh, I want the head. I want the tongue. Who put the pussy in the coffin? Then make it rise to God above. You would be down on all occasions. I fuck this sense about your bank. Don't call me common, call me crazy. No need to thank me, else for the taking. And yeah. Would you know, would you know it? Good love in the morning. Only one way to show it. Turn around, let me go in. Let your head down. Just like this. Poke your back out. Just like this. Talk dirty to me. Just like this. Everything you do or when you do it. Just like this. Say my name loud. Just like this. Now pick your legs up. Just like this. Everything you do or when you do it. And I'm the fake. Oh, man, I got to rock that whole shit out. <laughs> that album is so good, dude. Uh, but yeah, so like this, 2016, I didn't go f- too far back. I will probably continue my uh, streak of dialing it back even further past this episode. But man, I've been really vibing out to that over the, the holiday break. Just feels good in the wintertime. I don't know why. But yeah, E-Man, what you got, bro? You might have to give me the aux score for this because it's a mixtape I'm going to. Oh, shit. Here you yeah. go, bro. I'm going to. Um, I, let me. Wait, hold up. Hold up. E-Man, or uh, I'm about to pull the aux score. Aaron, Aaron. we're about to pull it. <laughs> hold up. Just to let you know. Okay. Let me turn it all the way down on here just in case. Here we go. <laughs> We're good. Sick. It's plugged. All right, bet. All right. So, uh, this is, I'm going to be honest with you. Back in like circa 2010, 2011, 2012, like the blog era of music, this is an artist. This is an honestly dude I thought that was going to get a lot bigger than he did. I think, you know, he, I think. I think he had a kid, and it was going through like some label stuff at the time because he was with Warner Brothers. But I always was a big fan of him, and it just kind of gave me like a nostalgia kick, like the past like week or so, and like kind of go back into it. But uh, one of my favorite rappers from that era was X- is XV. I don't even know who that XV is. XV is dope, bro. Uh, he kind of like, he's kind of like in that nerdcore bag in a way. Okay. Like he had like a lot of production for J Cole, like from J Cole uh-huh. like back in the day too, around that time. Uh, the X uh, the mixtape Zero Heroes that came out in 2011. Uh, XV was always like the guy. He was kind of like this, like he kind of remind me of Kid Cudi in a way, like that okay. kind of like style. But he can just rap his ass off, like just like this. It's just one of those things. Like it's something about a a rapper like that that's just relatable to me, and that's why I kind of instantly fuck with you, and that's why I always liked him because he kind of related to like how I think and how I like look at like popular culture, mm-hmm. how I look at like style and stuff like that. And I was, a, I'm always been a really big fan of this dude, and I think he actually just recently dropped something like the past like year or so. But this was like the mixtape that made me like this dude's gonna be a star one day, and he just never got like the shine that he should have gotten in my eyes. I believe he was on Warner Brothers at that time, but um, yeah, XV is the shit, and I'm gonna play UFC off of that. Uh, I'm excited to hear this, man. I can't believe I missed this. This video was insane too, by the way. It had like a whole Dark Knight theme for the video uh-huh. and stuff like that. But yeah, um, play XV UFC off the Zero Heroes mixtape. I'm excited to hear this. Probably gonna be a, oh no no YouTube app. Sweet. Oh, I love that. That's a win right there. <laughs> that never happens. Oh. No. Yeah. 
Everybody <laughs> likes this beat. Oh, liquor over ice, living over life. Better pay attention, bro. This shit is overpriced. I can handle bars, so I even rode a bike. And if it's quotes that you won't, man, I meet that quota nice. Definitely screams blogger era. Like the like the like the 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 Shit, it was so popular back then, too. <laughs> I don't know. It just got me like a really nostalgic, like no, I'm thinking like about it. it. Like, no, XV is the shit, man. I yeah, really, that's tight. I'm really happy that he's starting to get like kind of like how almost having like a little bit of a resurgence, like back in like the scene. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Uh, that, that was my something old. Hell yeah, All man. Right, Eric, I'm about to unplug it again. Oh, baby, you. Rest in peace, Biz Marquee. Um, okay, so going into something new, we're going to go back a little bit before we talk to this weekend shit, and I want to go with the surprise that we all got on Christmas, the the, the amazing, on, Nasir amazing Jones. Nasir Jones and Hit Boy. God damn, dude. I'm just like so Magic. excited about like this, like for me, like, so I think Punch said it best, and I said this on the live stream that. Um, he was like, Nas is 48 years old. He doesn't have to prove anything. He doesn't have to do this at all. And he just does it straight for the love. And he's like, I feel like Nas is the masterclass in hip hop because you know, like Jay, I'm, uh, there's been so much talk about Jay and verses and shit, but I'm sorry. Jay ain't dropping music like this right now. Like four, four, four was a minute ago. Nas got three albums out in the last Year and a half, two years now. I saw, and you got a fourth one on the way. Like what? It's I saw crazy. a meme that said Jay can't not, not even winning the verses in his own house. <laughs> <laughs> not even winning a meme, Jay. That's pretty funny, man. See, I, so all right. So no disrespect to Jay. That's because, not disrespect. It's just funny to me. No, that is hilarious. And no disrespect to Jay because obviously he's an all-time great. But I, I get a little bit tired of like the pedestal of kingdom that we put him on. When it's just, it's music, bro. Like, obviously, outside of music, what he's done for culture, black people. It's everything. Everything is that's all, why he's on that, And, and that's, that's why, why he's on sure. that pedestal. That definitely yeah. is. But when it comes to this music shit, he's not really dropping a ton of it. And Nas is dropping a ton of it at a very high level. So until Jay drops, you know, three great albums in a row, save that shit for me. But, um, yeah, <laughs> magic, dude. I So it's still early to call. I mean... And, Though when Jay drops, he, in my opinion, Jay Z has only had one bad album in his in his entire oh, I catalog. I, there's only one that I can think of. I can think of a few. 
We'll go into that later. Magna Carta three was I like I didn't like I actually like Magna Carta three. Oh, no, no, no Magna Carta. I'm sorry, it was a different Magna Carta Holy Grail. Yeah, that was bad. The Blueprint three was bad. Blueprint three was alright. Mm, I didn't. I mean, it's Blueprint not. Two. It's not ranked high in this catalog for me. Yeah. The only album that was like I will never go back to this is probably Kingdom Come for me. Kingdom Come that was, was Kingdom Come was yeah, it wasn't that great. No, um, show me what you got. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very good either. Um. Yeah. No. He's he's definitely got some no, bad that's albums. The only album from Jay I, I will not go back to. Everything else I could like. I don't really, songs I like off. Honestly, of I don't really even go back to four four four. Blueprint. I I do go back to four four four. Only actually, song I go to back to that is the that Bam song with uh, Damian Marley. That's the I like one the I one I like Kill Jay Z off of that. I Story still go OJ's back to. I still go back. Sorry, OJ. I go back to the one about his mom. I go back to uh yeah the four 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 actual track like. Yeah, yeah. I do go back to the album pretty frequently. Definitely. But we're not talking about Jay-Z right now. We are talking <laughs> about Nas and Magic. <laughs> they always get mentioned together. It's always going to be like that, too. Always, forever, you know? Um, but I feel like the one that I want to play is the opening track because I feel like this is one of my favorite Hit Boy beats he's ever made, period, for any artist. Uh, it's just so cold. And then Nas just sounds crazy coming right off the rip. So here's Speechless by Nas and Hit Boy. So good, man. But I think, you know, it's something interesting to bring up about this. You know, uh, obviously, I've mentioned it a gajillion times on the podcast that one of the reasons I started doing podcasting was because of the Juan Epstein podcast. Now just shortened to Juan Ep is life. Um, but they they were kind of talking about how, you know, we live in this culture where everyone lives, listens to everything once. Right. And then everyone's got to think. Yeah. Piece the about mic- it. The microwave like, culture. You yeah. know, like they go straight to the Internet with. Oh, either this album is amazing or this album is trash. And like people were like, I I saw it too because I was definitely on Twitter heavy the day that uh, Nas and Hit Boy dropped this project, and it was like that same day people were like, it's already I'm already saying it's better than King's Disease too. Yeah, like, you gotta let like, it Yo, sit. Come on, we're, man. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> let that marinate. And then I mean, there's another album. I'm not gonna get into that now because there's other albums to go to. But there's an album I made a statement about on Friday when it came out mm-hmm. that. 
I might have jumped the gun on. Yeah. Not, not in hindsight. Now I look look them back to it, but but that always it. that that, that def- it happens. That dude. happens to me all the time. It's it's one of those things. Is like, all right, I'm gonna listen to it, and then I'm like, I'm either gonna hate it or love it. My my best three times are actually me to focus on music is if I'm driving or I'm in the gym or if I'm like playing video games or some shit. Yeah, and, and it definitely depends on what you're doing and your mood at the time, like how you hear an it, album. The like, setting the setting and the, setting the actions important. or the setting and the action always affect how you perceive things. I, I agree. So yeah, when it, you can take something like say for instance I might not I might just have it on background. Like you could be at a party or something like that. Something just came out you're gonna be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. You know the best, per- the perfect example of this is hmm. Certified Lover Boy when we were in Nashville. Totally. When that came out. Perfect example. Perfect <laughs> we example. We were definitely we jamming loved it. that album when we it were first drinking came out. and partying. And then as soon as I got home from Nashville, oh, I never oh put that God, shit on ever again. <laughs> it's not, besides No Friends in the Industry, I am not playing this album. <laughs> I, have, I have not put it back on once. And I've had a few. Uh, there was, I remember, um, this is way back now, but when Gorillas dropped Plastic Beach. I didn't like it the first time around. And now I can honestly say it's my favorite Gorillaz project. More I, even, even more so than Demon Days. I call it, it's the, crazy. I call it the 808s and Heartbreaks effect. Yep, yeah, for you me, always said 808s that. and Heartbreaks was the very first album that ever happened to me with. Yeah. And there was another album that happened to me with this week we'll talk about. You know what happens to me? <laughs> yes. You know what, who, when artists that it happens to me in reverse all the time? So, like, I always... Oh, will you love it and hate it? Yeah. <laughs> Eminem. Every goddamn time. I'll be like... And it's not... And so... My first listen on Eminem albums is always me, the nerdy rap fan in me, wanting to hear what the fuck Eminem's going to say and how he's going to say it. You know what I mean? And and that part of it is always you outstanding. Eat no, you, you eat those I mean? Marshall member berries. Yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. For real, dude. But that part is always going to be there, right? He's always going to be impressive lyrically. Always. Like, that's always a thing. But then, and so I'll, always, so I'll listen to it once, and on Twitter I'm like, God, Eminem is fucking amazing! And then as I go back and listen to it, I'm like, none of these songs are that have that much replay value to I me. Mean, because the song, he almost cares too much about trying to bar you to death. That it, it, lyrical it, miracle, that spiritual, he criminal, individual. He doesn't pay attention to how the song sounds at the end, at the end of the day. Yep. I think that's been one of my biggest I problems. I mean, what him. more can Eminem do? I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. I kind of want. I do. Here's the thing. What with I want that said, to do. I want him to do what Nas is doing. With just that, fucking stick with one producer. Hip hop ass shit. Like some boom bappy production. Not doing all this crazy weird shit with fucking Rick Rubin's guitar sampled fucking classic rock songs. Just do some boom bappy shit and stick to the beat. Uh, you like, know don't what? fucking pack a million bars into a fucking every measure. You know what I, I mean? I think Eminem was trying to do that. He had his version of that on the last two albums. Like I say Kamikaze yeah, yeah, and sure. Music to be Murdered By. Music to be Murdered By was definitely way better Because he reached out more because he had like Young and May. Like yeah. reaching out to like the younger crowd like kind of like giving them props. That Juice World had that monster yep. feature stuff like that. Uh, no, like, I, I think that he's trying to do that in his own way with like kind of like playing down to like the younger crowd and like alright, I'm not just like the old head anymore. Like I actually am showing love to like all the younger guys yeah. now too. So I, I I do appreciate that about. I mean it, I mean obviously you can't. Eminem's legacy is unfuckwinnable. Totally. Like, let's, let's just actually, throw that out what? there right now. You know what I would like? Like to, him Eminem's to do? greatest like competition is his last album. Yeah. <laughs> like you know for actually, sure. You know, I just thinking about it as you were saying that. I think what would impress me if he was gonna try to do some shit that he doesn't typically do, make some music. That people want to sit back in the cut and listen to and like vibe out to because you don't have that many songs. Like, I'd never throw Eminem on at a party, like in a party scenario. Like, there's 
next to no Eminem songs that I'm putting on. You know what I mean? It's mostly shit that I want to listen to on my headphones by myself. Make some shit that a gathering of people would want to listen to. How about that? <laughs> like actually, like just like the feel good vibes. Yeah. That? I mean, there's not that many like Eminem he club did records like that. I mean, there are, but there's not like recently. ones I would go back to. Who was he just yeah. featured on? M was just on a song where I was like, oh, this sounds kind of club fire. records, but like party Hold records on. where I can just like throw it on the background. Whose song? Oh, like, he. Well, I mean, what's that artist that he that he that he signed that he was just oh, featured on? Oh fuck. Uh, you. I forgot his Appears name. Appears on... I know who you're talking about, too. Oh, what the fuck is that guy's It's like name? one word, too, right? I think so. It's not West Side Boogie. It's no, just their other artist. After, after West Side Boogie. He's on that guy's album. And I remember hearing it, and I was like, I kind of like this side of Eminem. It was, like, more fun. Um, E-Man's looking it up. But if going... Let's see. So Nas and Hit Boy. What else do we got here? Grip. Grip. Yes, thank you. Eric said grip. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't think of that just out of nowhere. I knew it was Eric one got me. Right, yeah. let's, let's, let's just pull that up real quick because I want to play that. Because his verse on this, I feel like, is more fun. Uh, Wait, he has two on there with Eminem, I think. Let's see. Oh, you got Royce on this album, too. Walk through with him. I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, walk through. Let's play this and just get to the Eminem verse so we can hear what we're talking about. He's definitely giving a lot of bars on this, but I feel like it's fun. He's not taking himself seriously. Sometimes I wonder really what did my close head injury do? I'm literally missing a screw, but it seems like my memory's too vivid to forget the shit I've been doing. So was my residuals who I remember those kids who were cruel, same individuals that Elizabeth Little and essentially used them as the fuel. Who would have knew what a pencil could do, though so mentally screwed? They said, Marshall, you're either gonna wind up dead or in the penitentiary, because eventually you'll end up clinching a tool and come back vengefully to shoot them bullies who clowned you in elementary school. just like floating and having fun and just i feel like you know what i think a lot of the gen z people hate them so much is because the bars just go over their fucking heads every time they're like i don't even know what they're fucking hearing that, <laughs> that and then you know back catalog <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely trying to cancel them still but anyways um so that was one of my something news um what was some was there are some other ones before we get into this oh, weekend yeah, album dog. that you wanted to touch on. Uh, yeah, the yeah, Rick no, Ross. I, I one, do. Right? I was just about to go into the Rick Ross we one. We did. We did touch on it. I think on the album. What on the podcast? It wasn't his best. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I I enjoyed. There's tracks of it. I enjoyed. I definitely. Little Havana. I like how he had Willie. Oh, Falcone we did talk about on this. That. We talked about the album cover. Did we? 
No. Yep. Okay. Because right. we talked about them changing the album cover. Um, we didn't really talk about it a lot because we were. Um, I mean, the only track that I genuinely did not like off of that was "Wiggle," but everything else was like that song right, sucks. That- <laughs> 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 like that is not his bag to do songs like that. Yeah. No. Definitely not. I, 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 think I don't know if I like Rick Ross making a like a hook like "Wiggle, Wiggle, Wiggle, Wiggle." It just doesn't it's weird. sound right. It's to very me. weird. But- but I, I was I think we I remember talking about it because we talked about how he got bullied away from changing the uh, album art to like this generic ass album cover, which it used to, it was cool the first one that the gloves and everything it felt artistic. Another album I listened to I didn't I'm gonna be honest I really didn't enjoy, but I do enjoy the artist was the Roddy Rich album. I did yeah, not like that shit fast. at I all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love I love that last one he did that first album he put out. Was yeah, the, uh, the antisocial one that one was great. This one was like. There's songs on it, but as an overall project, uh, I'm I wasn't really digging it. I'm be no. honest with you. I do like Roddy Rich though. I like him, and I mean, the box was probably like the unfuckwittable song of 2020. Was it 2020? It was 2020. That came, 2020 that yeah. came out, yeah. And that, no, no, that whole album was great. Like that whole. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I might be antisocial or something like that. Or mm-hmm. oh, please excuse me, I'm antisocial. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's I, called. Yeah. No, that album was great. I just didn't enjoy this one as much. Yeah, no, I didn't either. It's got some cool, there's some cool beats on it and stuff, but I don't know, man. I'm just like, and that's my biggest problem, and I think I can piggyback off that new Gunna album. It's like, I listen to two tracks, and I'm like, I'm done with this shit. This is like, I just can't listen to this mind-numbing horseshit. It all sounds... <laughs> just call it mind-numbing horseshit? <laughs> Dude, it is. I, I like, mean, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. It feels like that to <laughs> me, man. Like, I just like, if you're not... I, I guess it's definitely plays part of my age like i'm getting older and still being a hip-hop fan but i just can't do the constant like i hate the like the trap flow and all that shit sounds so redundant to me at this time at, at, at this point that i'm just like you if you're gonna do that shit you better be saying i mean something. now i mean i i didn't listen to the gun album i i put on a little bit of it and it was okay but i'm not really gonna go back to it i don't it's gonna one of those people i'll play i have when i play video games like in the background shit like that. <laughs> yeah. like, i just want to like have something on that like sounds cool like, yeah like sonically uh-huh. i don't really have to pay attention to it and i was like okay i'm probably gonna go i'm probably gonna try and listen to it in a different setting to get like a full opinion on it but you know like the couple tracks i did here it was like it's all right but i'm not really it's not really for me. Yeah. I feel like not only is he not saying shit, I feel like his voice is annoying too. I <laughs> did like the Two Chains Forty Two Doug single that came out though. That was cool. I do like that a little bit. The beat is a little strange for me. It's a little like nineties uh, West Coasty sounding with the super high pitched synthy shit. It's kinda cool hearing forty two Doug on something like that. He did though. sound pretty yeah. good on that for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. And then the Earl Sweatshirt single was the other one. I didn't Titanic. like the I didn't like Titanic. I don't like that beat very much. Yeah, uh, it was. It's not as good as the last one. The last one was. The, I didn't like the that. Last single. I didn't like that last single. Oh, well, you didn't that, like no, the last no, one? No, no, lyrically, yeah. It's just like the what do you call it? The beat itself, like it's like that that chime thing. That's one of the only thing I didn't uh-huh. like. But the actual lyrically, like he, Earl can bar the fuck out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, that's not the main out there. Earl is a great lyricist, which you can catch him on tour right now. Yes. He's about to go on tour with, with Boldy James, and Boldy James, and uh, Action, Action Bronson. Bronson. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be sweet. I love that tour. They don't even have a. You know, they don't have a They're Detroit date. He's, he, I'm like, that he makes keeps no sense posting every day about who, what city should we add. Right. You know that. All right, right. come on, come on out. It's Boldy's <laughs> hometown. <laughs> it's a bit Boldy's hometown. I'm for sure. Add it. Uh, who's headlined that tour? Action Bronson? 
No. Action Bronson would probably be the headliner, right? Oh, actually, you're right. Yeah, he's be. the bigger one out of all of them. Honestly. I have a feeling it'd probably be like <laughs> Alchemist comes out and he's, you know, he's the DJ and, you know, just be kind of like those guys. Like, wait, when did Action Bronson put out his album? 2020? It wasn't last year, I don't think. Uh uh-uh. uh. He hasn't put out anything in a the while. The Only for Dolphins one? Oh, yeah, that was probably 2020, maybe? 19? I don't know. I can't remember. But, all right, so I guess that – did you? was there any other ones that you wanted to dial back about uh, besides The weekend? Because I really don't have any. Uh, let me double check because we're going to spend a quite a bit of time on Abel here. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I don't – think so so yeah all right let's just get into it yeah so oh did we, oh actually real quick did we talk about the well we can go into that but the juice world and the kid cuddy docs but we can yeah we'll talk about that yeah, in the movies yeah. and tv at the very end uh, here yeah, but cool. um right. yeah so the weekend released his long-awaited project uh the follow-up to um after hours Dawn which is called fm don fm um yeah and this project is fucking interesting, man. Um, yeah, fellow Canadian Jim Carrey narrates it. Yeah, you got. Yeah, he's like the radio DJ. Yeah, basically the vibe of it, it, it very, it feels very much like. So the last one was After Hours. It was very drugged out, um, songs you want to listen to when you're, you know, partying type of vibe. But like on a very dark side too, which Abel has always kind of had that juxtaposition of his personality in his music. You know, you got the. The dark dude that's very toxic, that wants to be better, but he's always struggling with, you know, trying to work that shit out. So I feel like that album, After Hours, ends, right? And you're leaving the drugged out After Hours spot, and then you get in your car and you're driving into the sunset and listening to the radio, a.k.a. Dawn FM, where Jim Carrey is narrating all the songs and the vibes you're about to hear. And it kind of... The album starts with kind of like um, it almost feels like a continuation of After Hours. So it's like him kind of like going back and forth with his thoughts and shit. Oh, shit. All right. We'll get into that after we break Um, this down. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So it kind of like goes back and forth in his head with his with its thoughts and everything. And so then it's pretty like intense um, sonically sounding in the very beginning. And I loved track one through uh six i think on the beginning or up through like there's a skit with quincy jones talking my first listen i was in bed by the mind you just kind of laying there on a lazy day off loved the first six and then i got kind of bored throughout the rest of the album but here's what i want to say on this podcast and going forward i'm not going to review albums anymore that i've only listened to one time it's just not going to do it because you hear, like we were saying earlier, you can hear things totally different. And when I listened to it the second time, I was awake. I had coffee in me. I was up and about doing things. And I really enjoyed the back half of the album, actually. I enjoyed the slower grooves. I think the production is really cool throughout the album. It's very um, 80s sounding to me. It's like really synth heavy with like um, like notable, almost like Michael Jackson-like guitar riffs that you would hear like on a bad or like a, you know, an older 80s Michael Jackson, like a thriller or something like that. Um, but yeah, so the only, my, all right, so my only issue, I guess, coming away with this before I pass it over to E Man, was I thought the Tyler feature was a total fucking throwaway, and I thought the Lil Wayne feature was a total throwaway. Like, they just didn't need to be there. There was no reason for them. They didn't sound like 
the songs didn't sound like they needed a rapper to be featured on them. Like, I just didn't understand the point of it. And it was a very, like, Tyler's verse was not, like, it was like, he was like, here's a check. Okay, here's a verse. <laughs> it was it was not like it, it didn't feel organic or like, uh, like it fit the album. But um, I enjoy this weekend album. I've only listened to it, I've listened to it like two and a half times now. So I want to keep playing it, and I feel like I'll have more things to say about it um, in further podcasts as we go along. All right, so here's my take on it, and I'm gonna pick up right where you left off. I fucking hated the Tyler feature. Like, yeah. I, this is this is how I think <laughs> this happened. I'm playing the scenario out. Tyler's in the middle of recording. Call me if you get lost. Shit. <laughs> he gets a text from Abel. Hey man, I need a verse for this album real quick. I think like I think you fit the concept. He like, hey yo. Got you. <laughs> and just kind of phoned it in real quick, sent some shit over, and it was done. That's how I feel it was, because I did not like that feature at all. He was like, give him a he verse that I, that, he was like, give him a B-side, give him a B-side <laughs> verse from Call Me If You Get Lost. He was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Yeah, give me, give me a throwaway from Call Me If You Get Lost that didn't make the album. I got you. That's definitely uh, what happened, dude, anyway, for sure. So that's what I think that about that. I'm not even going to mention that song when I give this full breakdown. Off the rip, uh, I made an Instagram post that said I thought it was mid off like on my very first listen i actually went back and listened to after hours and then listened to don fm in that setting and then now the album makes a lot more sense to me as far as uh, like conceptually i already liked it because he's always great conceptually i'm a big concept artist and this is why i heavily fuck with the weekend as an artist because dude commits like a motherfucker as we were talking about there like he spent a whole year in character for instance right straight up the concept of this album is just flat out beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Like it really is, and that's what really suckered me in. Like from the Jim Carrey like narration, uh, as like the radio DJ, he's kind of like guiding him through the process of like I'm guessing the afterlife of death, or I guess, I'm I'm taking it. He's guiding him on the journey. Like what I'm thinking is the weekend in this setting, where his character that he's playing died or something like that after leaving the party. And oh, I see. He was like growing, and that because they like, had that thing at the end of it. Guess what he was talking about? Like you accept, you ultimately accept your fate. Oh don't yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's what that that was my takeaway. Yeah. Like it ultimately the lifestyle caught up to him and totally. eventually killed him. And that's and why he, had, he talks that's about why in the cover he's like an old ass man. Right. And he now. talks so. about like, like the very first track. I think he talks about like. Uh, you won't let me OD or something like that, or and if I OD, <laughs> I want him to fuck you right beside me. That was, that was on, on an old that album. That was on After Hours. That was, yeah. yeah, that was but, on. That was but on he goes he goes back into that on the very yeah, first track. For sure. But yeah, yeah, I loved it. Um, the track I'm gonna play so, off here. I'm not oh, done yet. Oh, damn. My bad. My bad. My bad. All right. Gasoline is definitely my favorite song off there for sure. Like yeah, like this like it's like this really like weird vocal effect he's using on there and the simps are like like you said like very 80s influence like this album is just a great ride straight through uh the quincy jones feature was very interesting to me or not feature but the quincy jones like skit when he was talking about it was very interesting because he goes into like the regrets in his life about pushing like you know romantic partners away Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a generational curse if you think about it in a way so Cause he wasn't. He's saying that he wasn't raised with that same knowledge, so he can't really like equip it himself into like becoming like that person, that stuff like that, and then kind of makes you like emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. and things like that. Which is something I'm t- I'm assuming the weekend has struggled with too. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this album, though. Like on the Me second too. listen, I gotta say. Uh, 
And I know we all love really drugged big. out, fucked up weekend, but I something it's that I enjoyed much- the second time around was hearing um, a brighter side to the production and even the lyrical content. You know, like there's a lot of juxtaposition of like, you know, I want to like be in love, but I also like don't want you to be too close to me type of that. So like there is that toxicity that the weekends always had. But it's like him, you know, kind of fighting it in his head, kind of. Yeah, it's like this angel, like the angel demon, yeah. like kind of saying, like, okay, I'm, I know that I've done some fucked up shit, and I'm really trying to become a better person. But the lifestyle I'm in right now doesn't allow me to be a better person, and it's ultimately gonna catch up to with me because I know the consequences of my actions of this life. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought Jim Carrey did a great job on the album. Um, the as- Phantom Regret was. Eerie, dude. That, it was that great. Was it was really great, though. Um, <laughs> and I think and it's I didn't really talk the... about the Wayne feature that much. I do enjoy. I actually did not hate it as much as I didn't hate it. Let's put I it that it was way. Super I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was needed, but I didn't hate it. Like this album could have been great just without both of those features. I don't know why yeah. those features were there. I'm gonna be honest with either. you. Uh, I don't think After Hours didn't have features on it, did it? I think there was a couple. I don't think it was any rappers featured on it though. All right. Anyway, but, um, um, no, but production wise was yeah. Production wise, it has this like whole like eighties like very synthy feel to it that was really dope. Like kind of like how After Hours did, I guess, in a way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the actual story from start to finish of both albums, like, cause I mean, it's part of like a series, I would assume in a yeah. way. Uh, was really really done well yep. and. I really enjoyed this on the second listen. So I, with that said, I walked back my Instagram comment. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Without further ado, so you can hear what we're talking about, here's a little bit of Gasoline, which I think is both of our favorite track right now, um, from the weekend's Dawn FM. My time again, I've soaking up the moon, can't sleep. It's 5 a.m. my time again, I'm calling and you know it's me. I'm yeah. pushing myself further, I'm just trying to feel my heartbeat beat. I wrap my hands around your neck, you love it when I always squeeze. <laughs> I'm high again and you can see that I'm in pain I've fallen into emptiness, I want you cause we're both insane I'm staring into the abyss, I'm looking at myself again I'm dozing off to R.E.M. I'm trying not to lose. Hey, R.E.M. I really Going back to the beginning of the episode. Really <laughs> I think I put this in, like, the text right with you guys, too, was, uh, we were talking about, like, my other, my other really track I love was, uh, Is There Something, Is There Someone Else? And I really like how Best Friends ended. Like, how, be- like, Best Friends oh, is a yeah. good song, like, about, like, you know, like, hooking up with your best friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the last, like, 
15, 20 seconds of that was like the production kind of like started to break down. Let's and then it, it just broke down. Like play like the last 15 seconds of like Best Friends and then go into something else. And just how it twisted was so dope to me. Here's the last 25 seconds of it. Oops, I went the wrong way on the vibe. If we can get close, you're my best friend now. Best friend you're now. my best friend now. Best friend now. Oh, yeah, it goes through this, this, uh, the radio station. Yeah. yeah that's why I, like, I was like, yeah. oh, shit, this might be my favorite track, just how they broke down, like, the... I like that vocal sample on this. That's what got me. And I think this is when I texted you guys. I'm like, this is my shit right here. Yeah, this whole album is great. I'm definitely going to spend more and more time with it. I definitely walked back uh, what I said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, we're all guilty of it. We all do that same shit, man. I've done it a million times. I forgot that Always Sunny in Philadelphia had a podcast. Mm. Um, Is Is that our music? Uh-huh. Is that it for music? That that's it for something old, something new. Yeah, that's all I had for something. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I lied. There is one more thing I wanted, to, just a, a one-off. Um, I'm very excited about this, and I kind of wanted to bring it up for a reason too. So there's a band that I've been listening to for the better part of a decade called Alt J, um, that put out a new song, and they're coming to the Majestic uh, in March in Detroit, and I'm going to see them there. So I'm very excited for that. And the new song they have is called Hard Drive Gold. And I just wanted to play a little clip of it for you guys. Here it is right here. Damn, I didn't know it was actually a three-piece. They got three songs. Oh, yeah. Little three-piece McNugget. Oh, man, I'm excited to see them. Um, shout out to Alt-J. All right. Yeah, break, that's it for music. Breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. news. Holy uh, shit. We lost another one, guys. Uh, R.I.P. Bob Saget. Oh, my uh, God. Full member of Full House. Uh, I, I mean, I think I never really got into Full House. My introduction to Bob Saget was definitely the rehab scene in Half Baked. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely watched Full House, but Bob, Bob Saget was definitely not his character on Full House. No, not. He was one of the most raunchy comedians of all time and very hilarious. Does it say what, what happened? How the fuck did he die? He's only 65 years old, right? Uh, that's a great question. I, I, I just saw it. Heart shit. Unfortunately, COVID TMZ shit? gets to everything before you know everybody. So and Bob was, you know, Bob was going through it too because he just lost Norm McDonald, who was one of his best friends. That's fucking terrible. He dude. found he was found in his Orlando hotel room. Damn. So I, dude, I don't I have no idea. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more and more about it. The guy was absolutely hilarious. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the comedy DVD, the the Aristocrats, but it's kind of like a running joke in comedy. Where it's like the most raunchy, disgusting. Oh, America's Home Funniest Home Videos, dog. I forgot well, about that, that too. too. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's like the most raunchy, disgusting premise that you can think of, and you keep adding to it and adding to this fucking disgusting. There's joke. actually like a song like about Bob Saget that's on. Uh, it's like he did a rap song. 
Oh yeah, he it's was actually on, pretty fucking he was with hilarious. Jamie Kennedy in them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, the Aristocrats. Yeah. So it's this there's running comedy bit where it's like the most dirty, raunchy thing you can come up with, and Bob Saget's part on the Aristocrats is fucking hilarious. It is horribly disgusting, but it's really funny. Um, uh, R.I.P. to Bob so, Saget, man. That yeah, the sucks. Sheriff's Department, the Fire Department. This is according to TMZ article I'm reading right now. Uh, Sheriff's Department and Fire Department respond to his hotel room about 4 o'clock. And hotel security found Bob in his room, and he was pronounced dead on the scene. Circumstances of his death are unclear. Damn. That sucks, man. That really sucks. That um, Sorry to end the episode kind of on a shittier note. Um, no, we're going to end on a great note because Euphoria comes back tonight. Hey! <laughs> oh, that's tonight? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Hell yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. I guess, yeah, that, let us end on a happier note. Things that we've seen over the holidays, um, TV and music, or TV and movie-wise, that I'm enjoying. And um, I got to say, Mayor of Kingstown, which I talked about briefly on the podcast before, just ended. And holy shit, what a crazy-ass show that is. Shout out to Jeremy Renner. Actually, happy birthday, Jeremy Renner. It's Speaking of Jim, Jimmy, Jeremy Renner's killing it because he got that, and then Hawkeye came out too on that Disney too. Plus. So I, I haven't yeah. watched Hawkeye yet. I heard I it's awesome. On it. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. So yeah, yeah, I heard it's awesome. Um, yeah, B- go ahead. I just started BMF. Uh, Ooh, BMF yeah, is I'm, awesome. I'm late shout to the party Meech. on that. Yeah, little Meech. Shout out to him. Um, dude, it's, it's he's which is got to be on Euphoria tonight. He's got a character is on, he on Euphoria. Euphoria? Yeah. Oh shit! Just kill it. Yeah, the best thing that ever happened. Dude, the story behind that's kind of crazy. So like fifty, I saw an interview with Lil Meech where he was talking about like fifty had been trying to figure out who to play Big Meech for a long time, and he said no one like fit the bill. Until he met Lil Meech, but Lil Meech, you know, wasn't an actor at that time. So 50 literally, like, flew him to Los Angeles and put him through, like, a real rigorous acting school. And, like, literally turned this guy into a fucking actor. And I thought he did a phenomenal job on BMF. Like, he was really good on that. I, uh, yeah, he did. I mean, I'm not quite done yet. I think I got to, like, episode six or seven. You know who else does a really good job on that? And Mm -hmm. shout out to, because we're keeping it in the spirit of Detroit, Cash Dow. Yeah, Cash Doll's yeah. on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah she is pretty good on that. Yep. Um, and you get to see her boobs. If you're yes, into yes, that you do. <laughs> yeah. now, if you're into that sort of thing. Who doesn't like boobs? <laughs> That's true. Boobs are good. Boobs are pretty universally loved, I feel like. <laughs> pretty universally awesome. I haven't seen Spider-Man yet. I want to go see it that shit. It is so dope. Yeah, I heard. It, it. is so good. I want to see lot, it. a lot of nostalgia in there, a lot of feels. I mean, the internet spoiled everything. I don't want to. I'm not going to, but I feel like I feel like a dickhead if I like spoil for somebody. Yeah, please don't do it because it. I'm going to see it yeah, this week. Yeah, because I know you haven't watched it, so I won't do it. <laughs> Me and my pops are about to. You go don't see it like this superhero week. movies though, like that, don't you? No, I like Marvel. I I don't think that they're like I don't like consider them in the same realm as like you know like like a Godfather or something like that. They're entertaining, but I generally kind of I feel like a lot of them have been a letdown. But I've heard a lot of good Who's things. Who's the director about this that one? keeps talking shit about us too? Who's uh, the dude that always does like the Leonardo DiCaprio movies? Oh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, Martin yeah, Scorsese. Yeah, he uh, I was about to call you Martin Scorsese there for a yeah, second. Yeah, he hates him. He, def- <laughs> he definitely hates. There's a lot of directors that feel that way about them, and I get it. They it can be the like a shit out of they it. are like a cheap way of getting like they're just like a money maker for sure. And I feel like some of them have been a serious letdown. Speaking of another letdown. Matrix 4 was pretty bad. Matrix 4 was pretty bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just skip past it. It wasn't good. I just, I, I'm almost finished with Insecure, though. Dude, Insecure I enjoyed Insecure. Great. I did enjoy that. Like I, like, I heard the ending is terrible, so I'm, like, looking for, I'm not looking forward to the ending of it, but, like, I the episodes I saw was hilarious. I did, I 
Definitely didn't enjoy the final season as much as the previous seasons, but it, overall it was great. Man, and I think Issa when Rae is Lawrence, super when Issa sees Lawrence and uh, what's her Kandala, Kandala yeah. like in the hospital, and she has that vision of just like chucking the fucking baby. <laughs> she just fucking yeets the baby out of here and then kicks Kandala in the or Kandola in the fucking yeah. uh, trash bin. <laughs> that yeah. was probably the best part of the whole season to me. I'm actually kind of excited that it's over because I am excited to see what's next in store for Issa Rae because you know yeah. she's got to be fucking oh my God. killing shit. Like I think she's one of the most gifted like uh, screenwriters. She was that we a got. YouTube blogger, right? That's how she got her start. It was a uh, I think so. I, she was like Diary of an Awkward Black Girl yeah. or something like that. That's how she got her start, and then yeah. it became it. Was that like a web series or something like that? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That's pretty sweet, dude. So shout out to Issa Rae. Um, yeah, I, I, think I that's finally all... watched Free Guy, and that was the other thing. What is Free Guy? With uh, Ryan Reynolds and Little Rel. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, like he, it, think of like Grand Theft Auto, like the video game, right? Uh-huh. Ryan oh. Reynolds is like a background character he's that like realized g- that yeah. he's a background character, but it comes that. a lot. It's a great movie. Is it actually. really? Yeah, it's actually <laughs> really good. Okay, yeah, well, maybe I'll I watch really, it then. I really enjoyed it. I'll check that out then. Um, but yeah, but we will see you guys next week. Let's see, what should I close it out with? Um, I feel like we said we're gonna close out with somebody local. I forgot. Oh, you know what? Was, you know what though. I'm gonna close it out with. I know what I'm going to close it out with. See if I can pull this up real quick. Just as, you know. Because we want to say it to you guys. So, Also, you know. another uh, another album I left off my my honorable mention list was the Terrace Martin album. Oh my God, there. Drones is so fucking good. I forgot about Drones. Here's how we're going to close it out for you guys tonight. Soul Girls theme song, man. I thought it should have been Full House for a second. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, you invited everyone you knew. All right, Peter, the whole goddamn cast of Golden